On a bookshelf right over my desk is something that I've owned for most of my life. It's a little book titled Polly's Christmas Present. And at my brother's house in Massachusetts is another book that I spent my childhood Christmases with, a Hallmark pop-up edition of A Visit from St. Nicholas. The fact that I remember these books, and have kept one of them for decades, goes to show that the stories we grow up with, especially Christmas stories, leave a lasting impression. They're part of the story of our lives, and how we experience, and enjoy, and remember the season. They become treasured keepsakes, and later we pass them on to the next generation. That's when they become not only stories, but also traditions. But what happens when it's the other way around? When a tradition goes on to become a story? Well, today, we find out. Oftentimes here on Christmas Past I narrate Christmas stories, but the majority of the time there are much older stories, and stories for an older audience. So I'm excited to break tradition today and do exactly the opposite. Today I'll be reading you Festival of the Elves, a more recent story by Holly Figgyworth. It's a story for the whole family about how elves celebrate the season and how two elves decided to share that celebration with humans. After the story, I'll be talking with someone named Angelie Elliott, who knows Holly Figgyworth very well. Parents may or may not want to listen to that part of the show with younger listeners, but Angelie will share how the story came into being and how you can bring a little elfin magic to your family's Christmas. But first things first. If you're ready for story time, let's imagine a festively chilly scene at the North Pole, somewhere north of Jolly Point and west of Sugar Plum Ridge, and meet two elves who are about to embark on a magical adventure. It's Festival of the Elves by Holly Figgyworth. Why are there four little elf feet sticking out of the snow, you might ask? Well, one pair of boots belongs to my brother Noel, the other pair are mine, Holly. This was how our Festival of Elves adventure started on that twinkly, swirly, snowy night. But before I can tell you that tale, I must first tell you about our grandpa, Norris Figgyworth. Grandpa Figgyworth is a kind-hearted and fun-loving elf. When he was young, Grandpa decided to make the month of December the most magical ever. He wanted the holiday season to be full of surprises and delights. Grandpa called his idea Festival of the Elves. Every night in December, Grandpa Figgyworth left funny little notes and sometimes trinkets for his family, friends, and neighbors. As he delivered each note, he would say with a little half-smile, a wiggle of his left eyebrow, and a waggle of his right ear, the magic around you is the magic you make. Over the years, the Festival of the Elves tradition grew and grew, with elf families leaving notes and trinkets for other families all over the North Pole. My little brother Noel and I loved it so much we thought it was a shame that only elves got to enjoy the tradition. After all, everybody could use some extra magic, right? So we visited the Elder Elf Council. The Elder Elf Council listened patiently as we explained that we wanted to share the Festival of the Elves with humans. Holly, I'm sure the humans would love Festival of the Elves, said Eggnog, the eldest Elder Elf. But elf magic is in limited supply, and if you use your magic to visit humans, you might not have enough magic to get back home. I trusted in Grandpa's belief that when you do something special for someone, magic grows. Finally, the Elder Elf Council reluctantly agreed to our dangerous mission. Holly and Noel will let you try it with one family, Eggnog said, and we'll hope for your safe return. Noel made sure that we had everything we needed. Magic meter? Check. Tools? Check. Magic paper and pen? Check. Tiny dust? Check. 
Okay, we're all set. We buckled our boots, clicked them together, spun in the air, and poof. We landed in a pile of snow with our feet in the air and totally lost. We used all our magic to travel here, and now our magic meter was at zero. There was no magic anywhere. Then, with a twinkle in his eye and a wrinkle of his nose, Noel said, Don't forget, the magic around you is the magic you make. We can still make magic here. I knew my brother was right. I grabbed his hand and we walked to the twinkling house in the distance. The name Puddington was written on the letterbox. We used just enough tiny dust to shrink ourselves itty-bitty and then tiptoed into the cozy home. Hiding on top of the tallest bookcase, we got to know the family. We learned that Olivia was a twirly type of girl who danced from room to room. Henry was all about dinosaurs and drawing. Mama Puddington had a big laugh, and Daddy Puddington told the best bedtime stories. I think we picked a good house, I said to Noel. The Puddingtons aren't magical, but perhaps someday they could be. The next day was Monday, hide-and-seek day. We worked late into the night getting everything ready. When we found the perfect place for our note, we whispered, The magic around you is the magic you make, and sent it with a kiss. The next morning, Olivia twirled into the room and stopped. There's a note, she cried. Sleepyhead Henry perked up and everybody eagerly listened to Mama Puddington as she read the note out loud. Dear Puddingtons, each day in December will be a day to remember. We'll leave you a note for when you rise. We think you'll find it a terrific surprise. Now let's play a game called Hide and Seek. Hopefully you haven't taken a peek. We've hidden a trinket for you all to find. It's something we made and one of a kind. Keep your eyes peeled, search high and low, but here's a hint. Where do the cards go? So everyone, let's start the fun. Now count it down. Three, two, one, run! Happy Festival of the Elves, Holly and Noel. Olivia and Henry dashed off looking from room to room. Then Olivia said, I know where it is, the hall. She had guessed right. Our handsome nutcracker was snuggled amongst the cards. As Noel and I watched, we felt a bit more magical and joyous. The needle on our magic meter barely budged, but that did not stop us from making the Festival of the Elves fun for the Puddingtons. Next, we left Noel's silly day note. Dear Puddingtons, did you know elves love to be silly? Today is silly day. Put your right hand on top of your head and your left hand on your tummy, and while you rub them, say one of these three times fast. Nutty Nutcracker Ned nibbled nuts nimbly. Dashing Dancer danced divinely during dinner. Silly Sammy Snowman sang seasonal songs so sweetly. Good luck. Happy Festival of the Elves, Noel and Holly. The Puddingtons practiced being silly that morning and later that night. So did Noel and I. Day after day, for 24 days, we left the Puddington notes. Wednesday was treat day. Thursday was art day. Friday was riddle day. Saturday was Song and Dance Day. We ended each week with Gratitude Day, my favorite, on Sunday. Dear Puddingtons, today is Gratitude Day. Hip, hip, hooray. It's time to reflect on those blessings you've got, like each one in your family who loves you a lot, like cozy warm nights and a bright shining sun, and playing with friends and just having fun, like sharing sweet treats to celebrate all of the things that make life so great. Happy Festival of the Elves, Holly and Noel. 
and just when we thought we couldn't possibly be cheerier, we saw something amazing. Olivia and Henry decided to make magic for their own friends and wrote a festival of the elves' note. I started to feel a tingle. It started in my toes and then spread to my ankles, knees, belly button, all the way up to the tips of my ears. Magic! The Puddingtons were making magic. Our magic meter vibrated and the dial went crazy. We started to float up and up and up, feeling all the merriment around us. Our boots spun us around and then, poof, we were home. For many years afterward, we left notes and trinkets for the Puddington, and it warmed our hearts to see them bring our elf tradition to their friends and family. These days, many of our friends have joined us to spread a little bit of magic around the world. As our Grandpa Figgyworth loves to say, the magic around you is the magic you make. It happens when you give more than you take. It grows and it grows and swirls all around, just like the snow that never touches the ground. And before you know it, you're lost in its bliss, and it all starts with a note sent with a kiss. So remember, my friend, as long as you try, the magic around you will launch your heart to the sky. Happy Festival of the Elves! Thanks for listening. I hope you liked the story, but I have to tell you that you've only gotten part of the experience. That's because I was reading it to you from the beautifully illustrated book, complete with a map of the North Pole, intricately detailed scenes, and a visual aesthetic that's somewhere between children's cartoon, Victorian Christmas, and steampunk. I first heard of Festival of the Elves earlier this year, and I was instantly drawn to the notion of making the Christmas season a daily celebration, of leaving little notes and having activities. I just had to reach out to the author, Angelie Elliott, and ask if I could share the story with you here. I caught up with Anjali recently to ask her how the idea for the story came about. I'd been wanting to write this book for a while. It was a tradition I had started with my children. Every day, I wrote them a quirky little poem. And, you know, some days it was about a, a silly elf joke or about where to find a little Christmas ornament that I had hidden somewhere in the house or just being silly with their parents. So that was the, the core of the tradition with my children. I didn't want it to be about getting gifts every day in December. I really wanted the quirky notes to instigate family fun. And I always wanted to make uh, the tradition uh, into a story. And during the pandemic, I, I felt like doing something that would be uplifting and a lot of fun to create. So I started to, to write the story then. Now, like I said, the book features some very cool visuals. And while we only hear about a few of the elves in the text, we see several in the book and get a sense of the quirky traits of the elves who populate this story. I asked Angelie if she had a favorite character. I think Holly is my favorite character. I, uh, I wanted her to be a, a very proactive and, and empowered elf. And she was the one who really led the whole adventure throughout the story. And, and you know, she's very close to her brother in the story. And, and together, they create a, a little bit of magic for the Puddington family. Now that I'm a dad with a one-year-old, I'm doing a lot of thinking about what I want our family Christmases to be like. He's still a little too young to know what's going on, although he does love to look at the Christmas tree and dance around the room with me to Christmas songs. But I want to do what I can to not only make Christmas special for him, but also to shape how he thinks about the season. 
Maybe that's why I was especially drawn to this story. The goal of writing the book was to focus on the celebration of Christmas, the season, and how how to make it very family-oriented. I've never liked the concept of naughty or nice. I never did that with my children. You know, it's kind of a negative spin on Christmas. What I wanted the season to be about was celebration through family activities and through acts of thoughtfulness to each other and to others, making little gifts for others or drawing gifts for their grandparents uh, or just, you know, playing playing together as a family. If you want to bring some of that elf celebration to your home, you should check out festivalofthelves.com. It's a free website. You register um, on the website and through the registration, you get access to elf notes. You can download 24 elf notes. Elf notes are themed. So Monday is treat day. Tuesday is silly day. Wednesday is riddle day. Thursday is art day. Friday is song and dance day. Saturday is hide and seek day. And Sunday is gratitude day. Um, We also offer a calendar of events to kind of help parents figure out what note they could put out on which day. Besides the free elf notes, families will also get a coloring book there. They can read elf profiles. There are quite a few cute little stories to read there. And I I think families will enjoy, the, the children might enjoy all the profiles as well. And of course, you can also buy a copy of the book there. Do check the show notes for this episode for links to the website and social media for Festival of the Elves. I'll be back again before you know it with an all-new episode. Until then, let me remind you that Christmas Past is produced in wonderful Willow Glen, California, by yours truly, Brian Earle. Thanks again to Angeli Elliott, and thank you as always for listening. You know it's never too late to share a Christmas memory to appear in an episode later this season. Just record yourself speaking into your phone's voice memo app and send it to christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com. Keep it reasonably short, clean and family-friendly, and be sure to say your name and where you're from. Let's stay connected all season long. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and join our private Christmas Past Facebook group if you haven't yet. And if you're really feeling the Christmas spirit, why not help more people discover the show? It's as easy as telling a friend about it or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do leave a review, I'll send you a Christmas Past sticker, and a handwritten Christmas card is my way of saying thanks. Reach out for details on that. I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas season so far, and I look forward to spending the rest of it with you. Until we meet again, may your days be merry and bright.